This is a virtual verbal podcast agreement to be a guest on the K-Pride Podcast and Entertainments, also KPN2C. This is a podcast release agreement. Do you agree all guests? KPN2C. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Okay. All right. We're live. Okay. Can you hear me now? Okay. So what we're going to be discussing tonight um, on tonight's episode is the COVID-19 um, and all the conspiracy theories, excuse me, conspiracy theories around this um, virus. Um, if you know that we are currently shut in due to um, um, the um, coronavirus, which um, led to the COVID-19. So I have a person that is, um, that has been uh, affected by the COVID-19 and he will be sharing his story tonight. So if you give me a moment, he should be calling in in a few seconds. But while we're waiting for him, um, let's get re reacquainted. I know it's been a while since we had an episode and I have all you guests that's been um, a guest on this podcast. So if you will all go and um, go around in a circle and introduce yourself, um, you can call me KP. I'm the host. So, um, 
Mr. Uh, Robinson, since you're familiar, can you start off with introducing yourself? I didn't hear it. I said, good evening, or good night. I'm D. Robinson, single. Okay, you have Brother Robinson. Next guest, can you introduce yourself? My name is J. Michael, single. You have Brother J. Michael. Next guest. You have Brother B. You have Brother B, next guest. You have Brother Jonah, and he's also into podcasting, just in case you would like to check him out. Can you announce your podcast? All right, Brother Jay. Okay, so this is KP Podcast and Entertainment, also known as the KP N2C. We have our special guest on the line as of this moment right now. Um, guest, um, we're waiting for you. Um, just so you know, we, uh, we've already begun to introduce ourselves. But gentlemen, just in case the guest didn't get to um, hear you, can you guys please um go around and introduce yourself again and also guess when they're done can you let them know how you would like to be addressed and um who you are hey, yes i can do that okay thank you um i'm three robinson uh, i like to be addressed we have brother robinson here we have brother j michael here we have brothers uh, B, we have brother Jonah, and we have brother J. Um, if there's anyone else I didn't miss, I'm sorry. Um, guest, let us know who you are. Okay, my name is Chris Law. I'm from Atlanta, Florida. And I would like to be addressed as just Chris. All right, just Chris. <laughs> hey, um, we... <laughs> okay. Chris, we um I spoke to you in regards to some serious um events that happen currently in your life. Are you able to share that with us this evening? Yes, yeah, definitely. Okay. So whenever you're ready to share your story, go at your own pace. Um, be yourself and just um we're quiet, we're listening. Um, if you guys have any questions, can you please wait until he's done? And can we all be respectful? We're all adults here. I got some in the car. Okay, um, all of this started for me on March 10th. I started to feel sick. I just uh, went to work on March the 9th. So like I said, I woke up the next morning on March 10th. I went to the store. And as I was coming back from the store, I started feeling, you know, just that little sick feeling where you feel like you have a scratch on your single throat. And, um, I figured, okay, maybe I'm catching a cold. Now, I had already been, you know, informed about the coronavirus, but, you know, everybody had kind of just been joking about it because nobody really knew anybody who had it. 
So I wasn't thinking about that at all. So um, the 11th came, started feeling a little bit worse. And by the time the 12th got there, I was feeling so bad, I told my wife, I said, Take me to the hospital because you know, I'm not feeling too good. But again, I'm not thinking about the coronavirus at all. All I'm thinking is maybe I have a flu. So I went to um, I went to the hospital and they was like, yeah, you got 103 fever. And they was like, yeah, you had a flu. It was like it looks like it's a pretty bad case. So what they did was they, um, they sent me home, but they provided me with a uh, medicine called travel flu. So I started taking chapel flu for the next, well, I think the next two days I was taking chapel flu, but I started having side effects from it. Point where I was hallucinating, I was hearing stuff, and that's when I went to look up the uh, side effects of chapel flu. Oh, you know, I'm having the side effects that they talk about supposed to be quote unquote real. I'm actually having So I stopped taking the chapel flu, and I said, you know, let me just try to wait it out and see if I get better. So about. A few more days went by, and I'm feeling much worse. I can't eat. I have no sense of taste by that time. No sense of taste, no uh, sense of smell. I don't have energy to do anything except uh, wake up, go to the bathroom, and go back to sleep. So I told my wife on the uh, on March 17th, I said, hey, take me back to the hospital. So she took me back to the hospital, and at yep. that time, as soon as I pulled up, wrong over there. Huh? as soon as I pulled up, uh, you can die from not getting enough oxygen to your brain, you know? So that's the view of my story. I'm really better when somebody asks me particular questions about it, but that, that kind of sums it up. Wow. Well, I've got a question I want to ask. Okay. When you start feeling like something's wrong, at first, you just feel a normal and all of a sudden you start to feel a lightning or not to me something. And then it makes you start feeling like you ready to go to the hospital and just start no. out like No, it was like, but you know, like when you when you start getting that first little scratchy feeling like in your throat, um, you kind of feel like, you know, like you like, like, man, am I coming down with a cold or something? So, you know, when you feel that feeling, you just don't do the regular stuff you normally do, guys. Or yeah, stuff like that. So that's what happened initially. And then as the days progressed, it started getting worse. I tried to like medicate myself by going to get orange juice and Theraflu, but that wasn't doing that. So that's what made me initially go to the hospital on the 12th. I did I did two rounds of Theraflu and orange juice, and it didn't do nothing for me. So that's what initially made me go to the hospital that first time. And that's when they misdiagnosed me and said, oh, you got the flu. It's just a bad case of it. But starting out, I just had that, you know, then you just get that little, that little, feeling like, a little cold, but, you know, it turned into way more than that. And what I want to say, man, I don't, I don't know you from the can thing, but I do want to say, I'm glad you survived for your family, man. You know, God be with you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, brother. Yes, indeed. Now, um, at the time, Chris, were you, was it raining or was it like uh, flu or allergy season? Um, was it any of that stuff or was it like a normal day? How did you experience this um, scratchy throat when you um, came down with it? As far as allergies, I don't have any allergies. So, you know, as far as like pollen, that don't really bother me. Okay. But 
that particular morning, like I said, I went to work that Monday on March 9th. When I woke up that next morning, when I got ready to walk out the house, I usually wear hats when I go out. But it was kind of windy that morning, you know what I'm saying? I had, but I had on a T-shirt, some jogging pants, and um, I didn't wear my hat. So speaking of raining, as I was in the gas station, it started drizzling a little bit, and I was like, damn, I don't have a hat on. You know, I'm going to get rained on a little bit. But it wasn't like, it wasn't pouring down raining, though. So I ended up going to the gas station, then I ran to Walgreens. And when I came out of Walgreens, it started to rain a little harder, but it wasn't nothing major. So I got in my truck, and I drove back home. So that was around 9.30 a.m., maybe 9.45. I started getting that scratchy feeling in my throat around noon. And then for the rest of that day, I kind of didn't really do much. I kind of just, you know, just kind of laid around the crib and relaxed, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then that following day, that would have been the 11th, that's when it started to get a little worse. And it was like, damn, man, I feel like I'm getting sick. Then the next day on the 12th, that's when it was like, nah, I feel sick. Real bad. That's when I told my wife driving to the hospital. But like I say, they sitting home. But to answer your question, yeah, it started drizzling that morning. And I kind of thought that maybe it came from that. I wasn't thinking about maybe somebody, you know, I touched a doorknob or something on the back. I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay. So as far as you know, your family, they were not exposed to that virus, were they? It wasn't contagious. When I started getting sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I started getting sick initially, um, they was here, but I, you know, around them because I stayed in my room. You know what I'm saying? So stayed in the bedroom when I first started feeling sick. But again, we're not thinking about the coronavirus. Then by the time the weekend got here, usually if, if my wife had to go to do something, I usually be at work, but I wasn't at work because I was sick. So she took our boys over to her mom's house. So nobody was here with me that, you know, after I had came home and they said I had the flu, I was just here by myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. God set that up so we kept the family safe, man. That's a blessing. Exactly. Exactly. Blessing. That's a blessing, man, because all y'all could have been animated, man. I, I just had a friend show me today, uh, uh, a nephew, a truck driver, and, man, uh, I seen him on the bed. Didn't make it. He didn't make it. I really hate hearing that, man. Like I'm sorry, he didn't make it. He didn't make it, bro. I was saying, and it's a lot like uh the uh the guy, the godson, the rapper. He just died yesterday. From it. I get really weird. Fred, the godson. So, um, Chris. Do you believe, um, have you been hearing um, other conspiracy theories in regards to this virus, such as 5G and um, the radiation that's exposed from it? Yeah, I heard about it. I looked into it. Um, I think it's possible, but I'm one of the people where it's like, okay, so if you're saying the 5G is doing this, but what about when 4G came out, that that was stronger than 3G? You dig what I'm saying? So it's like, but is it possible? I mean, now with everything that's going on, I'm like, anything is possible because who would have ever thought that we would have even been going through something like this? I do think it's ironic that this 5G coming out and all of a sudden, you know, the virus and all these people getting sick, you know, I think it's ironic. I don't know if it got really any true facts to it, but you never know. Yeah. Okay. So, um. I think coming from someone. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say they're pissed because they're coming back negative, though. A lot of a lot of black folks are taking the piss and they're coming back negative. I had a partner took one. His came back negative a week later. Well, I think what I'm in fear of now is the fact that they say there's some people that tested positive for it. They did the, uh, the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Then they came back after the quarantine and they still was testing positive. Mm-hmm. Now, I only had one test. I haven't been retested. So my thing is, now, it's been a while since I should have been, you know, done with it. But who knows? I may still be walking around with it, but I'm just not sick no more. Right. Yeah. Nobody in the house. Keep a check on that temperature, you know. So at any point, you were never told that you had pneumonia, right? No, I was told that the next day after I got to the hospital the second time that I did have pneumonia. So yes, I I definitely had pneumonia, but I didn't get my test results for the coronavirus back until after I got out the hospital. And I had to like quarantine myself at home. Cause for some reason, my my test results it took eight days to get the results. I don't know why it yeah. took so long. I just like I was calling up there when I got out on the twenty third. I called on the twenty fourth. I was like, hey, do y'all have my test results yet? He was like, no, we don't have them. We might have them tomorrow. And then the following day, the doctor called me and was like, yeah, you you did test positive for COVID nineteen. He said, um, obviously you came here on the seventeenth. But you probably had it before you even came into the hospital. But they told me to quarantine for like another six days or something like that. So just kind of self-quarantined myself, you know, didn't really, didn't hug my kids or nothing like that. You know what I mean? This virus has been around way before they letting us know about it. My brother got real, real sick in October. And they couldn't find out what was wrong with him. All they said was pneumonia, but he was sick, man. He, he had stayed in the hospital about two weeks almost. I see you well, couldn't breathe. I did hear about the fact that um, over in China, mm-hmm. when they first recorded it, wasn't mm-hmm. this was after they had already had 200 confirmed cases. Right. So that's why I say I believe it's an agenda. I definitely believe it's a bigger agenda. Just like the fact mm-hmm. that, okay, um, you know, I'm in the state of Georgia. So Brian Kemp, the governor for the state of Georgia, as of today, he reopened, you know, certain things like beauty salons, gyms, barbershops, mm-hmm. things like that. And then on the mm-hmm. 1st of May, next week, some more stuff supposed to open. And then by May 13th or the 15th, everything else, like bars and nightclubs are supposed to open up. But he's also on record saying that, yeah, I'm going to open this stuff back up, but I do realize that the coronavirus numbers are going to go up. So my question is, if you're on record saying that you know for a fact that the coronavirus numbers are going to go up, then why are you opening everything back up? Is this about money? Like, what is it really about? That's what it's all about, money. But, you know, they're also saying, too, telling the black people to be smart, you know, stay at home, don't go out there and spread this virus you don't know who you're going to come in contact with even though you got your mask and your gloves on you also got to take care of yourself you know you can't we can't be so naive that we're running out there going to these places get trying to get a haircut and knowing that you know they're not going to be six feet apart i think it's in the air you know because the way they spread it now all them people that die in new york i even though new york is congested you know i've been there and yeah it's just you're going to touch folks when you're walking downtown. 
There's no doubt about it. But man, I tell you, for it to spread like that, to kill that many people, and to have that many people test positive, it's got to be in the air. They already said a couple of weeks back that well, it might have been more than a couple, but that it is airborne. But that's why I say yeah. I don't even think that I don't even think they really have some clear answers as to what's going on. Plus, I feel like the the news yeah. is only giving you certain parts of it. Like a person like me, I'm just a, I'm just your average everyday person. But the way I'm gonna tell it to you, I'm gonna tell you from an experience of what I went through. But the people they showing like Tom Hanks and the basketball players that's catching, they don't see me smiling. Like everything all good. It ain't all good. Like for me to be laying up in the hospital and I'm hearing people screaming and crying from other rooms that's on the floor that I'm on, man, this thing is serious. Oh, yeah. I'm literally I'm laying up in my bed. I'm literally laying up in my bed. I'm frustrated. I'm ready to go home. But through the door, I can hear people yelling. They screaming. They crying. Oh, yeah. Scared of daylight side of you. Yeah, then I'm watching, then not only that going on, but I'm laying up in the hospital bed. I know what's going on with me. I got pneumonia. The doctor, even before the test came back, the doctor was like, listen, I'll be honest with you. Based on what you have going on, you know, your symptoms, you probably got the coronavirus. So now I'm looking at stuff on the internet. I'm watching TV. I'm scared as hell. Because I'm like, wait a minute, bro. Am I going to go? I can't get no visitors. I don't have to talk to my family on damn FaceTime. So I'm like, Am I going to go to sleep and not wake up? Like one night, I know I um, I went to sleep. When I woke up, I guess I was moving around and like the oxygen thing that came off my face. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asleep and not getting fed the oxygen that I need. So like I say, it was, a, it was a scary situation, man. It was real scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were saying like you're supposed to make your, your, your chest feel like somebody sticking you. Uh, did you feel like that? Like pins um, sticking in you, sticking in you. I, I had a throbbing pain in my chest. I didn't know what it was coming right. from. Some some nights I did spit up a little blood. Like I would go to coughing to be trying to clear my um trying to clear my chest or whatever. And mm-hmm. I would spit up a little blood. But as far as the breathing, it felt like somebody was standing on my chest. And again, right. I don't have right. asthma. I don't have asthma, no respiratory issues. And to go from being able to be active and move around however I want to, to not being able to lift myself up out the bed without breathing hard, not being able to walk two feet to without breathing like I just got through running a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like every time I think about it, it's like, oh, like I really can't even believe I made it through that based on what I've been seeing. Yeah, but I'm, so I'm saying because of the stay, stay home virus, you know, they saying stay home. It's, it's got to be something out there that they, they don't want us out there. And I think Trump knew about this way, way before. That's why he moved out of New York. You ever thought about did you see what Obama said? I mean, so did you see what Obama said back in 2015? What did he say? Obama spoke about uh, there, there's going to come a time in, you know, the upcoming years that there's going to be some sort of virus. You know, like... It's on YouTube. Like, I got it on my phone. Like, he talked about it. Talked yeah, about but it. how can he predict that it's going to be a virus? It's like, how can you predict when something like that is going to um, hit? He's I, don't think it was a, I don't think it was a prediction. I think he was trying to give a message. Like, look, 
I can't tell yeah. y'all exactly what's going on. Exactly. This was because how can nah, you pop up like like he can't just come on there and say, "Hey, look, y'all." In uh, 2020, they're gonna release a virus out here. It's gonna kill a lot of people. He doesn't say that, but nah, the nah. man said it. Like like he said it. Like I saw the video. I actually did a video about it on my YouTube channel. I did a video about it. The man said it. He. He said, literally, there's going to be a virus, and we need to be prepared economically and everything. That's and why he had people put in place in the office. I think it was a prediction. I think he was just trying to make the message be known. Like, hey, look, I can't say it, you know, because, you know, of course, the way he said it, it sounded like a prediction. It sounded like he was just trying to give y'all a message. I'm going to make it sound like, you know, I'm going to make it sound hyper. You know, it's almost like he made it sound hypothetical, but look, I'm really trying to give y'all some jewels. I'm trying to drop some jewels on you right now and let you know, like, look, this is what's going to happen. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's top secret Okay, so they put the virus in a bat in, in Wuhan or somewhere, and that's how it got came, became about? I don't think they can um, use, use a bat to create a virus like this to go worldwide. No, I, I don't to the call we have a special guest on the line he's sharing his story and taking questions in regards to the COVID-19 also Mr. Wall um he would like to be addressed by Chris and um I have a question for you Mr. Law are you um interested in talking about your other story what story um you know what we were talking about when when I when sure. Okay, so so I was just wanted to know because we talk about relationships here too, but um I wanna um let Miss Tina go ahead if you wanted to say anything. You would like to be referred to as Chris? Did I hear right? Yes. Yeah, that's my name. Okay, thanks, Chris. Um, I I missed the first part of the um conversation. I do apologize. Um. I didn't know, were you, are you a survivor of the COVID-19 or do you have information about it? Oh, I actually survived the COVID-19. Okay. How long were you in the hospital or did you not go to the hospital? I was in the hospital for six days. Okay. And how long have you been out? Uh, I got, I came home on the 3rd. It's been a little, it's been a month now. A month and what, two days? Okay, okay, congratulations. Thank you so much. 
Okay, so I wanted to say now there are um, healthcare professionals coming, speaking out now in regards to the COVID-19. Now they're saying that it's not as serious as the news, um, the news um, makes it seem and like people are really not coming to the hospital with this um, virus like that. They're saying that it's way more than enough ventilators that's available at the hospitals just in case people may need them. And also they're saying that it's no such thing as a COVID-19. Chris, how do you feel about that? I can cuss on here, is it cool? Hey, be yourself. I try to keep it professional, but since you're my guest and you're sharing your story, go ahead, be yourself. Yeah, I ain't gonna say the one word wrong. That's bullshit. Cause I feel like, look, I was sick for real. I was in the hospital for real. I was in the hospital, couldn't couldn't breathe for real. Really thought I was gonna die. Every symptom that they talking about, I had it. And I feel like some of these people that may be coming on here doing these interviews, as far as these healthcare professionals, you know, they got a certain thing called actors and actresses. There's enough money out here to pay somebody to say, look, I need you to come on here and tell everybody it ain't serious. But then you got these other people these nurses that's going on their live stream saying, hey, look, I'm about to quit right now. They want me to go in here and stay up here every day and uh, get somebody to, you know, to do this and do that, you know. So I feel like some of these might be paid actors and actresses because, again, these people don't want the real information to get out of here. It's mighty funny. If you um, go on Instagram and you hashtag anything, hashtag coronavirus, why is it like if you hashtag this particular post as coronavirus, they put a little thing on there like, hey, don't watch this. Click on this to go see what we say about the COVID-19. If you post a video on YouTube, if you post a video about football, when you click on it, you're just going to see the fact that you're talking about football. But if you mention the coronavirus in the title or in the description, they put this little blue banner up under your video, and they say, click here to go hear news about the COVID-19. They don't want no real story to get out. Why would you when you're trying to... Well, the way I feel, I feel like it's about population control at this point. Mm. So that's so this stuff that they talking about, it ain't it ain't for real. All right, well, I guess I went in the hospital for real, and I guess the balance from the hospital ain't really fifteen thousand. Oh, they can't tell me it ain't for real. Okay, so you don't believe all of this stuff is occurring just to push that um, vaccination agenda, the Bill Gates agenda. I believe it's possible. Like I said, there's so many conspiracy theories going on right now with the 5G, with the uh, with the vaccine. Like, I'm not taking no vaccine. I ain't never had a flu shot. I think it's stupid. But do I think that's a possibility with the Bill Gates situation? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. The 5G stuff, I think it's a possibility. Um, population control, I think it's a possibility. I also know that it's kind of ironic that they was looking at um the, uh, the percentages, and these percentages could be different now. But when I saw them, about two weeks ago, more black people dying than anything. Hmm. So you tell me. Definitely something to think about. So, um, Chris, uh, as a Corona or COVID-19 survivors, what can you say to the audience and to the listeners out there? How can they protect themselves? And you said something earlier. You said that we don't go to the hospital enough or soon enough. So what would you say to people to, um, in order to get this message out there and for them to take it seriously? Number one, if you feel sick, just go to the doctor. Go get checked out. It ain't, I mean, why not? 
I'd rather be safe than sorry. Number two, if you really don't have to go out the house, don't go. You can work from home and still get your money. Work from home. Um, I don't like wearing masks when I go to the store. I hate it, but if I have to do it, just do it. Um, just because they opening up all this stuff, I know the ladies want to go get their hair done. The guys want to go get their hair done. Want to get your nails done, all that type of stuff. But just hold on for a minute. Let's see what this thing do. Because if they already foreseeing that, yeah, we know we're opening this stuff up, but we know the numbers are going to go up, what is that telling you? They still don't have a hold on this thing. So I would say whatever you've been practicing for the past uh, month and a half and it's been working, continue to do it for about another month. Let's just see how this thing works out. Because once the numbers go back up, what's going to happen? We're going to be right back in the same situation we're in now, and they're going to shut everything back down. So I would say practice the same stuff you've been practicing. Make sure you're washing your hands, using your hand sanitizer, uh, no touching. Anybody outside the house, handshakes, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Ain't no hugging. I, I mean, nothing. And if you got parents that's older, just call them on the phone. Don't go to their house sitting on their sofa. Like, I went over to my parents' house um, about three, four weeks, about three weeks ago. I stood in the driveway. That's the first time. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't never went to my mom and dad's house and not being able to hug my parents, you know? So I, just, I stood in the driveway, talked to them in the driveway. So all I say is practice whatever you've been doing and go to the hospital. If you feel sick, just go. Just go get checked out and just see what's going on. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Chris. Um, are there any more questions that you would like to ask Chris? Anybody, Chris? Um, I have a question. This is Miss Tina. Mm -hmm. um, Chris, was there anything like the doctors or hospital staff told you since you have, you know, survived um, COVID-19 that you should do moving forward, like that you may have like lung capacity issues or just continue to self-quarantine or did they give you any advice? Uh, one of the main things was like, I like to smoke hookah. They told me don't do that no more. Cause now that my lungs took such a uh, tremendous heat, the way that they did, it was like your lungs could collapse kind of easy now. They also um, said to pay attention to my breathing. So when I, like I'm gonna say the first, the first two weeks when I came home, I had to continue to use, I had to continue to use an inhaler. Cause sometimes I would be just sitting there and I would get this huge gasp of air for no reason. So they was like, keep, you know, keep on using your inhaler. Um, mainly that, you know, that, that was it. Don't be so quick to, you know, start touching stuff in the house. Kind of like, you know, just kind of, you know, even though they told me another six days to quarantine, it was like, even after that, just kind of, you know, ease your way into starting to touch on stuff, but definitely, you know, just keep on, um, washing your hands. That's all they kept mainly talking about. Make sure you wash your hands. Always, don't be touching on your face after you go out and all that kind of as far as health-wise, just watch your breathing, stuff like that. Um, I, do you live alone as far as, like, anyone around you? Did they tell them to kind of keep their distance? Or, is it, you know, did they say anything about that, like people being around you? Uh, I got three. I got, got a wife and three kids in the house. So they were just, you know, during the whole quarantine thing, just telling me, like, you know, don't get close to nobody. 
you know, and I ain't gonna lie, I broke the rules a couple times. Me and my wife was in the bed together <laughs> after a whole, almost a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I broke the rules, but luckily she didn't get sick. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask you. Do you think she's a carrier or is her children? Do you think they are more carriers than being, um, you know, getting sick from it? I'm not sure. Like I say, nobody in my house got sick. But like I was telling them earlier, you know, before you came in, when I first started getting sick, they was away from the house. Like, the, you know, the, uh, well, you know, when I first started getting real sick, they was away from the house. By the time I came home from the hospital, um, they came back to the house later that night, but I didn't, I didn't get around nobody. Then the following day, they were going away from the house again. So those days where I came home and I was having to quarantine myself, they was here, but they wasn't here. Like they'll come home and everybody else might be out in the living room. I might be in the bedroom. And then, you know, after about a week or two, it was like, okay, I started kind of, okay, you know, playing around like I usually would with my children. But, you know, now, as far as I know, I'm back to normal. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, for that. No problem. Now, um, our... Okay. <laughs> hey, so are you guys awake over there? Oh, the guest is went to sleep on the phone. <laughs> okay, Chris. So do you mind sharing? Um, that's okay. So with all of this important health inf information, let's get into some relationship stuff. So Brother B, are you still with us? Brother B. Oh my God, Chris, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, I really wanted. Oh. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say I'm happy to um, hear your story, Chris. I really appreciate it. Um, just because it's good to hear people that survived the virus. I currently have two cousins in the hospital battling COVID-19 as we speak, so it's it's always the good to hear people come out of it on the other end, because I've heard too many people that did not. So yeah, like, I, like I mean, I'm definitely sorry to hear about your family numbers, you know. And every time I hear about somebody that got some family that's in there, like my heart go out to them because again, I know what they're going through. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what they're going through. And it's definitely frustrating to be laying up in the hospital. You can't have no business. That's that's like to me, that's the worst part of it. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in my cousin's case, she was taking care of her husband that had it. He was, of course, put in the hospital, and then she contracted it maybe a couple of days later or a week later after he was in. So they're both in the hospital, husband and wife, and they're about four doors apart from each other, but, of course, still can't see each other because they're all under quarantine. Let them know I said my prayers with them. Really. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, Brother J. Michael, um, we're about to get into these relationship discussion. Um, we thank Brother Chris for sharing his story with us. That was very um that was very uh that was a great thing, Chris, what you've done. And I appreciate you coming on the KPN two C and sharing your story with us. 
Um, oh, yeah, that's a great time, my brother. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, Brother J. Michael, can you do a favor for me, for KP, please? <laughs> um, Chris has a, um, another story to share or uh, some relationship issues to talk about. But I want him um, to hear from someone who has already shared a story here on the podcast. Do you do you mind sharing your um, situation with us, J. Michael? What situation is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, about your divorce or whatnot and the re reconciliation with your um, ex. Wow. Oh, congratulations. Reconciliation. That's good. No, it ain't, it ain't like she's talking about it. We just, you know, we're trying to be friends, you know. It's, it's no going That's back. Good. Right. Nothing like that, you know. It's just, just, just speaking, you know. But you guys had some crazy times in there and times that you thought that you would not be speaking to um, your ex again, right? I was, uh, we had a great marriage. I mean, I was happy as can be. You know, it's just at the end, it, it turned out to be a, uh, a bad deal for us financial life. But other than that, man, the marriage was great. Uh, and, you know, she decided to, she thought it was best if we parted ways. And it was all good. You know, it hurt. It hurt. I hurt her. She hurt me. You know, but uh, nothing for no cheating or nothing like that. Just, just, just financial status. And uh, as it turned out, it took a couple of years for her to speak to me. Yes, you know? yes. And, uh, you know, but now that we're on the terms where, hey, we can actually, I call her first and because of this coronavirus. You know, just to tell her, make sure she's all right, and she returned the call, and we've just been talking ever since, you know, just good stuff. Uh, nothing about no trying to get back together, nothing like that, because I really don't want to go down that path. I'd just rather just, just be friends, and hey, she gets somebody new in her life, which she probably already got, and then, you know, I'll find me somebody new in my life, you know. Marriage is, divorce is tough, so... In these critical times right here would be the time you would need a or a girlfriend that you could really, really be down with somebody, you know, and you find out how much you really, really love them. So this would be the test right here to when you have come on just y'all too. Or if you got kids, yeah, this would be the time to test it right now. Do you agree with that, That's brother Chris? Yeah, I mean, like, right now, I think everybody need love. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Because, I mean, really seeing my wife's face every day when she would call, that was one of the things that pushed me through. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, I was yeah. like, man, I can't, I can't just leave on this type of note. Now, come on, I'm going to be older. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like yeah. this. You know, like, we're going to help us take care of each other. 
Yeah, you know, especially because you know, I had got a transplant, a kidney, and then the first person I could see when I woke up was her. And boy, that was just a great feeling there. But I could feel exactly where you're coming from. Man, I tell you, <laughs> next time I do it again, there won't be no divorce, you know. It'll be <laughs> well, you know, you never can say that, but if it happened, it happened. But hey, I would do my best to do a better effort. Well, thank you, um, Brother J. Michael. I'm so glad to hear that you are in a position to be speaking to your ex-wife again. I'm sure you are just ecstatic. I am. I'm, you know, it was a phone call that I have been waiting on for two years. So wow, two years. It. And I ain't going to do nothing to blow it, you know. So, hey, you know, I just, I just got to work it out, man. Just work it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, you know, say, I, I pray to God about it, you know, and hey, got that through. But, you know, I don't think we can go back down that path. I don't think I can, but, you know. Why not? Well, because, uh, well, you know, she, when she kicked me out of her house, you know, I, uh, I'm the type of fella, you know, he kicked me out. I'll let you know right then, you know, like, hey, if I hit this door now, there won't be no coming back. So, and my dad always told me, if a woman don't want to be bothered, leave her alone. What about when... You're not messing with the wo woman, and she continues to bother you. Mm. That's a question. What a question for? Is Kool Aid on that phone? No. Oh, he's not. No. Okay, what about when a woman is you're not messing with the woman, and she bothers you? And the man's. Okay, yeah, if you're going on about your life and the woman is continuously speaking upon you, she won't leave you alone. She keeps just talking crap about you and, you know, you're not even thinking about this person or whatnot. What do you do in a situation like that? Well, there really ain't nothing you can do. You just got to let it run its course. What do you so mean by that? Well, you, you mean just you just have to let it run its course. She's going to get tired eventually. And especially when you get to another woman, and I promise you, if you bring another woman in front of her, if you really don't want her, you get another woman and bring her in front of her, oh, that'll solve all that problem right there. That'll kill all the birds you can kill. How do you Hold feel on. about Can that, Miss Tina? What do you think? Okay. What do you think? Okay, when you have a woman that's harassing the man, what do you think in instance like that? What is the best situation for that man to do? Brother J. Michael said that it's, you should let it run its course. Are you on board for that? Do you agree with that? Um, if I was crazy enough to harass one of my exes, is that what we're saying? Yes. Um, 
if I was him, I mean, it depends on what he wants. He might like crazy women, so he might bring us close together. But if he, if he didn't want it, if I was him, I would call the police because that's probably the only thing that would work to get them to stop. No, I think getting another woman would make her stop, right? No, it wouldn't because she would brush her windows and scratch up the girl's car. Now that she one of these hood girls, <laughs> you won't come near that car. <laughs> you ain't seen one of them sisters from the hood. <laughs> mm. They get I mean, that. They get tasers. Oh, come by this house. Come on by. Put tracking devices on your car. Everything. I would call the police. That's what I would do, but don't listen to me. Alright, um I was asking Chris if he didn't mind sharing his story. Um if you still want to, that's if you want to. No, it's cool. Well to kinda well, I guess I can just start from where it's at. I met this chick in 2010. I ain't gonna call no names or nothing like that. Thank I you. No, 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 he's on here. Um, Brother Robinson, are you here? Yes. Okay. okay. Listen up, Brother Robinson. We so, can use your um, point of view when he's done. So, um, I met this chick back in 2010. So that was 10 years ago. When I met her, uh, she was already messing with somebody else that I was that I knew. But that's how she even come, you know, ended up getting around in my area anyway. So when he was basically done with her, she kind of latched on to me. So, you know, I started having sex with her. And um I was engaged to be married, you know what I'm saying? So that's just what it was, you know. I, I started banging her and then I got married and I proceeded to bang her a little bit more. So Stopped dealing with her by the time like 2011 came. I met her in July of 2010. By the time January 2011 came, I was done with it. And um, I've been married three times. I've been married to the same woman twice. So the woman that I was supposed to be married to at that time, me and her ended up getting a divorce real like you know real soon. So um, like I say, the girl who I'm talking about, the crazy chick. I stopped messing with her. Then my first wife ended up getting back together. Like we, we got back together, we got married again within like two months, and we've been married now eight years. We just celebrated eight years in February. Um, but from 2010 all the way up to 2016, excuse me, from 2011 all the way up to 2016, I changed my phone number, but this chick, she wouldn't leave me alone. Like she would hit me up on Facebook, and I would tell her like, hey man, you know. I ain't trying to do nothing, like, just back off. And then I block her, she'll come back, she'll hit me up again. And this went on for like six years, up until level five, you went know, on up until 2016. And then April 2016, she, um, she hit me up again from another Facebook account. I was like, God damn, you know, this is all good. And I cussed out, because it was like a desperation move, like, look, like, I've been trying to be respectful the other times. Man, at the point where I just gotta say, look, leave me to fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? And I ended up, I ended up calling her a hoe. And I never knew how important that word was to some women. I had no idea. But um, 
two hours later after that happened on Facebook in our own little private inbox, this woman resorted to going to YouTube and she started making videos about me. Oh. And she's been making videos. She's she's been she's been making videos about me for four years. I haven't seen this woman since 2011. January of 2011, I haven't seen this woman. Have not slept with this woman. And she will not leave me alone. Like, period. Like, up and even, I mean, even till today, she made like more videos about me today. So, you know what I'm saying? Are you still married? Right inside the house right now. I'm in the garage. Okay. <laughs> she knows about her, though, right? I'm married, everything. She's, well, I'm saying, your wife knows about yeah. what happened? Yeah, 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 she knows the whole story. Because like I say, me and my wife got remarried from when I was like 24 years old. We remarried eight years ago. So I told her everything that's going on. She knows exactly what's going on. Um, but I didn't even tell y'all this part. Within these four years, this woman has stopped my, my wife, stopped my daughter. She has uh, found where I lived at, at that time and posted pictures of my house, pictures of my kids, put my address out. Now she's going online saying that, oh, yeah. And also, Chris Day. I'm like, man, I ain't got a gay bone in my body. Nothing against nobody who may be, but don't make that mistake. Yeah, right, 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 right. I want to make sure I put that out there. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing against the LGBT community. No, no, no. But as far as how I roll, I don't roll like that. You know, I got respect for whatever you do. Behind the privacy of your own bedroom. So what did the police say? Police on her uh, back when she showed pictures of my house. And what I was told was she hasn't done anything physically to you. It's almost like, so what you're telling me is, I can make a report. I can make a report. But until she does something physically to me, there isn't really anything that they can do. Right, right. Say it again. How old are you, sir? Say it again. Forty-one. 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 And and, and while all this going on, you've been married two or three times. When you when you got a divorce, what what did you what did you learn out of that before you got married again? Tell me that. What did you learn? What did I learn as far as work? Well, you know, when you get a divorce, because I got a divorce. Did you learn anything after you got divorced, how to handle the situation? Well, I'm going to say what I learned from getting divorced from my, from that, from, from that second time, that yeah. lady, um, only marry for love. Don't, don't marry if you're trying to just change yourself. But that's what I really was trying to do. And I used to be kind of wild. You know? That's why I always loved anyway, but I didn't get her back. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take nothing but for me to call her and say, hey, look, what's going on? She ain't got married to somebody else. They end up in divorce. I was divorced, and I was like, look, I just want to be honest with you. Like, I ain't never stopped loving you. I know I was a bad dude when we were together when I was in my early 20s. But I'm, you know, and we've been back together ever since. So what I learned from the ex-wife, I learned that only married for love. I was trying to change. And that's why I rushed so fast. Where's the second wife at now? I don't know. I don't, I don't talk to her. I think she's married. 
Oh, see, it was okay. Okay, man. When you said about, you know, the gay stuff, man, a girl that called me gay one time, I ended up getting a baby from my ass. Boy, I never make that mistake again. Right, so that's her. got a pretty beautiful daughter, though, but, uh, Oh, yeah. Ex-woman, boy. She come through the drive-thru. Called me. You Hey, come on back at my job. Say, you must be gay. You don't want me? Huh? Oh, shit. I tell you, like, where you at? Give me your address. I'm going to show you who gay is. Damn, now I'm going to play God damn. I'm not going to take that. Beautiful daughter, Dave. Beautiful daughter, though. Hey. Can we do it now? So, okay, so you say you're good now, but was you like in turmoil or was she just calling you names because she was mad at the moment? Was she harassing you for four years? Did she put your business, your family, your daughter out there on social media? Did she take it that far all because of what reason? That's what I'm asking. What do you do? when you're being harassed by a woman and you're a man and you just want to be left alone. That's a hard one there. Really all you can do, like I said, you pretty much, if getting another woman don't make her stop, then she's really... J. Michael, he's married. I understand that. So he has another woman that she still won't stop. She really got some problem, and boy, you made up here so good that she, she can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she said that before, and I'm like, well, that ain't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you said, Jay Michael, he gave her that good. He gave her that good, good. <laughs> hey, 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 I don't know but one way to do it. That's the right way. So what I'm supposed to do? That's it. You know that's it. You gotta put it down, boy. When you, you get that one chance to put it down, you gotta lay that hammer down on the bar. So are you telling me is that a reason why a woman would continue to stalk a man because he put it down that good on her? And the move for seeking free royalty music do hit up bensound.com. That's www.bensound.com. If you're looking for free royalty music for your podcast, video, YouTube, any social media site that you need music for, and it's free. So go on over to www.bensound.com. And get your free royalty music. <laughs> so what do you say? You like crazy chicks? <laughs> Y'all on Facebook and all that. Well, yeah, I have, but hey. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, but I, but I but I do agree with the fact that um, that was the first guy that was saying like sometimes you know you gotta you just gotta wait until it stops. But I've been yeah. waiting for four years for it to stop. It's gonna stop. It's gonna cool off, you know, because right now, you know, they just let all the most guys out of prison and jail and you know niggas on it. So hey, they she gonna fight on one of them old old John. Oh, John, and he gonna, <laughs> he gonna give all he want. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm, I'm waiting on the day for that to happen. Hey, it's about to happen, too, because look, hey, them niggas ain't got nowhere to go. Look, you ain't got nowhere to go. They got, oh, where are you? This thing I'm gonna get. <laughs> Come up over here. She gonna get enough. And look at her. You ain't gonna, your name ain't gonna never be, you gonna wonder what happened to it. Somebody gonna get filled up. Jay Michael, um, hey, hey, um, hey, brother Chris, um, I thank you for your time, man. We don't want to hold you on here. Do you drink? Oh, some people don't need to drink, man. No, 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 serious. Number over, you come. Wow, I'm a secret finger right now. Hell, he ain't got to worry about your phone number. He out there online on the on the There you go. Don't ruin the podcast, don't ruin the lady. So, you're asking Chris J. Michael, you're asking Chris about you if you wanted to remarry your second wife. What were you saying? You said you wanted to buy a house and what? I ain't been married one time, so if I decide I want to get back with my wife, me and Chris got to talk first, okay? 
Are you asking him for advice on being in time or something? Maybe. Yeah, we got to talk, not with women on the phone, but me and Chris got to have a man-to-man talk. And uh, if I decide to go that route again, you know, if I decide, then, you know, we I'll let you know, Anika. Um, Chris, um, okay, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Chris, um, Chris has a YouTube channel. He does pretty much the same thing I'm doing. He just does it on broadcasting. If you would like to, Chris, you can announce your YouTube channel so people can know how to find you in case they want to support you as, um, what J. Michael was saying here. Announcing his um info, please. Yes, yes, yes. Thank yes, you. Ma'am, I'm so sorry. I gotta have a good time. And as she was saying, you know, um, you can look it up. And uh, you know, I when I make videos or whatever, it's all to be uh, rich and, I mean, real organic. Uh, and just make content, just to be making content. So right. Whatever I'm feeling in that moment, I like to go in there and talk about. It. And I talk about an array of things, you know. I talk about relationships. I talk about uh, swingers' lifestyle. I used to be a swinger. I don't really know the name, you know. But yeah, like I say, man, it's a lot of good topics on there. Um, I've been making at least one video per day because I always got something I want to talk about. You know what I mean? And uh, but like I say, shout it out one more time. It's called it's Chris Laws. Network. You gotta type oh, in Chris Laws, like L O S T L O S T Chris Law. Chris C H R I S L A W Network. Oh, Chris Law. Okay, I got that. <laughs> 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 Lord, now, they're going to fall out when I do the stage. 
That's what I was explaining to Chris J. Michael that we have an audience that we have an that we have an audience that's not up to par with the social media, and that's why I was uh, explaining to him at the time. That's how we uh, that's how we operate over here. We're doing like old school the phone call thing because a lot of the, of the older generation is not up to par with the um, social media. But um, I would definitely send you a link to his channel, J. Michael. Are there any more um, serious questions for him, J. Michael? Well, yeah, Chris, we really, really, truly got to talk about this that's a marriage thing, man. I'm not, I, we've got to have a talk. Chris, man, what city do you live in? Oh, my Jesus. Huh? Chris. wife right I don't know if I can do that I really don't know if I can do that you know she hurt me pretty bad how did she hurt you Jay Michael what did she do no man she put me out on the walker man that ain't no good she ain't no good she said that's terrible she said she ain't no earthly good she ain't no earthly good, J. Michael. Put that nigga out. That nigga was hurt. 
being on the podcast man I'm, I'm i'm truly i'm just trying to make this a professional podcast but it seems like um uh, it's friday and hey it is professional chris chris chandler uh, very light on us about the cover virus 19 and we are we're gonna learn some new shit tonight and look here but i'm, I'm I know I know about the virus and I'm great about that, but boy, this second wife shit, this has got me, man, man, we, me and Chris got a thought. The Chris Law Network. I'm looking that shit up. Let me write that Thank down. you, Jay Michael, for promoting that. Say that one more time. I like the way you said it. Say it one more time. The Chris Law Network. Oh. And thanks to KP Entertainment, but Mr. Chris, we gotta talk, man, because I got some cousins in Atlanta. Now I got some bad co- oh. No, 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 no. Uh uh. He drives for KC and uh 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 and boy, we could have come meeting this. And I ain't gonna leave you out, Chris. I don't know, we're gonna bring my second wife with me, but. Whew! Lord, no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get over there and come to Magic City, boy. <laughs> 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 this is mainly with Ginger Real and Crown Rock. That's some good stuff there. Uh, KPN to see after dark. Hey, Chris, you can go ahead and disconnect. We are acting a fool at this moment. It's all about comedy at this hour. I appreciate you, brother, for being a part of this podcast. You're welcome to come back and share your stories or just be a part of this discussion at any time, Mr. Law. Yeah, Chris, I so appreciate you sharing that information with me, man. But we, we seriously, seriously got to have a talk, man. We're on one. And no women allowed, and uh, you got to break it down to me, brother, because, uh, I mean, this is some serious stuff here, man, and uh, I got to rap to you about it, man. Look here, man. Uh, I tell you, man. KPNTC. We got to talk, brother. I got to. Thank you I gotta, for listening to this episode. Although, it wasn't the best. Unprofessional. Do tune back in oh, for more episodes now. to come. Thank you, guests. Wait a minute, Nico. Wait a minute, Until the next time, peace and podcasting. You're not a big enough professional. Oh, wow.
that's what they're gonna like to hear. They're gonna be like, who is that crazy nigga now? Let me see you now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Also, if you would like to hear a full disclosure of this virtual verbal agreement, let me know and I can either email or SMS it to you. Thank you for being a guest on the K-Prior Podcast and Entertainments.